Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Grow With Soul. If you're listening to this at the time it goes out, then Happy New Year! And if you're listening sometime in the future, then Happy Whatever is appropriate. Although this episode is going to have a slight roundup feel to it, it's definitely going to have something useful for you whenever you're listening to it as well. As 2018 is drawing to a close, I thought that I would share with you some lessons that I've learned from the past year, which also happens to have been my first full year self-employed and running my business. So do bear with me as I'm sure you can hear my voice. I'm a little bit under the weather, but I really wanted to get this episode out and to you because as I've been thinking about it as part of this end of year review, I really feel like there's some good lessons in here that might save you some heartache or some some complications down the line. So let's get stuck in. Lesson one is to spend more time planning and not so in it. That would have been useful. So at the end of each year, I seem to have got out of control. So both this year and last year, when I was working in the business that it definitely got to December, November, December, and I was really up against it, didn't have like a grasp on what was going on, and have ended both 2017 and 2018 really feeling like I needed to regain control over things. Which is ironic because at the end of last year, I said that my word for the year for 2018 was going to be steer, because I really felt that I needed that directive approach and to be able to regain control and to not feel the same way in 12 months time, which I ended up doing anyway. But looking back, while I think steer was a useful word, I was not steering against the tide, but really just with where it was taking me. So although I felt like I was making good strides and I was doing the right things, I was just kind of following a preset course rather than making my own. So I always thought I was a good planner and I planned a lot. When I think back over the year, I definitely spent a lot of time really thinking about what to do each week and and planning on that more kind of zoomed in level. But a lot more top level thinking was necessary and particularly just giving myself that time to really question what I was doing and really be the CEO of my business. And I think I thought I was because I was reviewing what I was doing every week and and looking at plans and things like that. But I didn't ask the big questions like, am I doing work that's really aligned with what I want out of this? And how am I feeling about my work more generally? Does this feel right? And if it doesn't, why not? I didn't dig into that top level stuff or give myself the space to dig into it. I thought I was just planning my weeks, reviewing my weeks and that was good but it was really taking me in a direction that I didn't want to go to which is something that I've discovered at the end of the year as I've been doing this reviewing process. So that's definitely something that I want to take into next year is 
that time spent just thinking, asking questions, sitting with it is going to be time really well spent to stop you going with the flow of the business. A quote I heard on a podcast recently was, are you in control of the business or is the business in control of you? And the business for me has definitely been in control of me for most of this year. So that's something that I want to to turn around and take back the power. Okay, the second lesson is that there is no reason why you can't do something other than what you tell yourself. So I have a post on the blog which is a letter to people who think that that's not for people like me because that is something that I've really overcome this year. Well, kind of overcome this year, realize, really realised this year and I'm an ongoing process of overcoming it. But yes, if this is something that you really feel and that resonates with you, I'd recommend checking out that blog post. So for me, this year has been really full of realisations of how much I limit myself with stories like, well, that's amazing for her, but I could never do that. And oh, I would love to, but that's just not for people like me. Like I, I can't, I can't do that. A big one of that was really right at the beginning of the year where there was some discussions with Sarah Tasker talking about the amount of money that she had earned in a year. And I know that that was quite triggering for some people, but for me, it very much awoke this realisation because it was something that I looked at and I thought, wow, that's insane. That's so amazing. But yeah, I couldn't do that. That's that's not for me. And for the first time ever, the question why popped into my head. Like, why can't that be for you? And I didn't have an answer. And that was really where the ball started rolling that I realised that all these stories, all these kind of reasons why I shouldn't do something or couldn't do something, they're all from inside myself and that there were no no limits outside of that. There's no boss, there's no nothing saying you can't do this, you can't do that, this is as far as you can go. The only limits are the ones I was putting on myself. So that's something that I still have to constantly question it's constantly something that comes up and you have to push down but being really conscious that I limit myself was very freeing to my ambition this year because all of a sudden everything was an option and that being able to choose what I wanted and knowing that it was all in my power was a very empowering thing to experience and to realize so really dig into what's stopping you from getting what you want when you see something that you want what is the thought in your head that is limiting you and telling you that you can't and actually is that a true story or is it something that you can investigate further and begin to tell it it's wrong (laughs) it's not the truth and you can do it okay the next lesson is nothing to do with you so this has quite possibly been my mantra this year and has come out of a couple of conversations with my friend Jessica who I have the podcast with the little chapters which you might be interested in listening to so it it kind of has developed and been born out of several conversations and there's a couple of parts to it and one is that no one cares about what you're doing because they're too busy caring about themselves so a lot of us feel so paralyzed by the what will people think 
question and worrying about everybody looking at us and everybody judging us but but nobody is because they're all worrying about themselves too and think about yourself you're not there watching every person's step or misstep and judging them and thinking god what are they doing because you're worrying about yourself and you're worrying what everybody else is thinking. So that should be a very freeing realisation that nobody's looking at you as much as you think they are. Everybody's really just worrying about themselves and what somebody else can do for them. So that's all that you have to worry about too. You can test something out and if it doesn't work, nobody will really notice and nobody will care. But also they're not judging you, they want to know what you can do for them if you're thinking about your customers. So just really get into their shoes, into their head and what can you do for them and meet them at that similar juncture. But the other part of this, if it being nothing to do with you, is around the kind of negativity. So if you get a negative comment or reaction to something, then that's not anything to do with you either. It's always about them and how they want to be seen and heard in the world or something that's troubling them that they want to take out onto somebody else and reflect onto somebody else. So for example, perhaps somebody has a problem with a product that you've brought out or they don't like a take that you had in a blog post, rather than go straight into, oh god, I'm so wrong, actually think about where that might be coming from for them. Like maybe it's a real flashpoint for them, maybe they are feeling politically infused and want to make a point about something, but actually it's not about you, it's about them wanting to make a point, it's about them wanting to feel heard and to make a difference. So learning to turn this around and be truly empathetic and objective about why somebody is behaving in a certain way has really helped me to avoid a lot of stress and a lot of hand-wringing this year because I'm able to say, that's not mine, that's yours, and I'm not going to take that on. And you have to be able to say, okay, that is actually kind of mine. If something I've done has been misworded or has been done in the wrong way, then yes, you have to accept that. But also you have to be able to say, right, you are projecting something onto me here that was absolutely not in the context of what I said or that I wrote. So being able to say, that's not mine, that's yours, and to absolutely not allow somebody to put that onto you, that's been a very useful tool for me this year and has stopped me going down some dark rabbit holes. Okay, so next, and kind of similarly, is investigate everything. So you can't always trust your first feelings on something and you need to investigate it. And I'm a big believer in listening to your gut and trusting your intuition. I've really run this business quite intuitively this year, but we can't always trust that negative self-talk. Well, we can't ever trust it, but very often that will be the first reaction. So if you do get a negative comment or even something like a post on Instagram doesn't perform well, our first instinct and feeling is to really beat ourselves up about it and think, well, I'm the worst person ever. I shouldn't be doing this. I've got no talent. Who do I think I am to do this? And so we can't trust that. You can't trust that feeling and you can't allow that to take over. So rather than follow that self-destructive path, investigate it. So investigate the feeling itself. Why am I feeling like this? What is the root? What is the cause that this is the symptom of? 
So if it's this post that I'm feeling like I'm completely talentless about, well, why do I think I'm talentless? What is the root cause? Is it because actually I know this wasn't my very best work and I haven't been giving enough time to my photography and that's actually the problem is that I know it wasn't my best work, I put it up anyway and I need to devote more time to the photography part of it. So what other reasons are there other than that negative self-talk that could explain that feeling? And so on top of that, once you've investigated the feeling, investigate the work itself to make it better. So with the photo example, how would you shoot this differently? You know, if I've identified this post as kind of bombed, but I'm not making it about myself, what can I see in that post that maybe made it not a great performer like I wanted it to maybe it's it's too close in and it doesn't perform as well as a thumbnail so maybe I should have taken a few steps back to take it maybe I didn't include a question in the caption which would have really helped the engagement maybe the the edit was a bit off you'll always be able to find the answers in the work so think about how you do it differently and then do so so that you can prove to yourself that it's not you being a talentless idiot it's actually just a small misstep that you made and that you can correct and you can always post the improved version later on as well the next lesson is accept the way that you work and lean into that so I always thought that I was a really really thorough worker and a real perfectionist until I started my business so actually I I am a perfectionist but my perfectionist tendencies show up more as competitiveness rather than in the work that I do. So I very much think, well, if I can't be the best, then I won't even try, which I'm not saying is the best way around to be. It's just a fact that I've learned this year about myself and that I much prefer to work within my comfort zone where I know that I can kind of compete at the level that that is necessary, which, which as I say, isn't necessarily healthy, but it's a lesson that I've learned about myself. But that means that what I thought I was, which is actually more thorough, isn't the case. So I've found that in spite of that perfectionism, I actually am quite last minute, not very thorough about things. So I have finished articles on the day of the deadline and I've pushed things really close and I've kind of gone, I'm not going to bother to learn more about how to use my camera because how I can use it is fine and I'm just going to do that. So that was something that I felt quite bad about for a long time, that I didn't want to be that person who was leaving things to the last minute and couldn't be bothered to look up YouTube tutorials on things. But then I just decided to accept it because I couldn't change it. And why was I making myself feel awful for something that I couldn't change and that it was still getting stuff done, just not in the way I had expected it to. So in accepting it, you give yourself a fighting chance to actually work better within those limits. So rather than try to make myself do something four weeks before the deadline, which I know I'm never going to do, I just make it easier for myself with my style of working. So when I know when the deadline is, I take on less stuff that week. I make sure I've kind of cleared the calendar a little bit, make sure there's food in the house that I can just like wang in the oven because I'll be working on things. So it's really making it easy for myself when I know that I'm going to be pushing it right up to the deadline and to not allow myself to get too stressed or too out of control with things. So really accepting 
that working method and putting things in place that means that it's as efficient and as effective as possible. Okay, next lesson is you've got to ask for what you want. As I mentioned in the how to get stuff done episode, the difference between the people who do and don't get what they want is that the people who do, do the work to get there. So that's not just doing the work, that's asking for what they want as well. Because as we've discussed, nobody is thinking about you and only themselves. They're just, nobody is trying to think about what amazing, great thing they can do to help land in your lap. They are wanting to find their own thing to land in their lap. So you have got to ask for it if you really want it. So that's something that I've done this year in terms of selling my programs but also things like the blogosphere reward I won I asked people to vote for me I've pitched for things I asked to be on hashtag authentic so if you want it you've got to ask for it and that is actually something interestingly that came up in my smoke signals course this year which is my course about outreach and pitching is that some students didn't realise that people actually pitch for their coverage. They thought that magazines and podcast hosts just found them and asked them to be on, which of course does happen if you reach a certain level or you have a lot of luck and good timing. But nine times out of ten, that's not going to happen because it takes luck and timing. So if you really want something, you've got to make it happen. It's all within your power nobody else is looking out for you, you've got to do it. And so, yeah, if you want something, ask for it. If you want to connect with someone, send them a message. Don't kind of skirt around liking their pictures. You've got to actually get in there and pitch for things, make contacts, ask for what you want. The next lesson is to connect to a personal why to make sure you're doing your most fulfilling work. Now, this has been a very recent lesson for me, and one that I'm still kind of working through the practical side of, and I posted about it in more detail on the blog too, which I will link in the show notes. But what I really discovered recently is the reason that I felt at times out of sync and out of control this year was because I hadn't worked out my personal why, or my personal why was out of date. So, When I very first started the business, the kind of driving force for me was to just make it work (laughs) and make it work in in whatever way that took. So I, I did that, but I never updated what that personal why was. I was still kind of six, nine, 12 months in working from a place of, I don't want to say desperation, but kind of desperation and hadn't kind of upgraded that personal driver with the reality of the business and so I'd been really focused on the business why the front-facing why of grow a soul in your work and life and making sure that I was providing that to people but I hadn't actually thought about what I was getting out of it where was the value for me where was the fulfillment for me and I was focused really I think too much on the value for others that I lost the value for myself which meant that the value for others started to slip because I wasn't feeling so fulfilled. So what I realised was that when you know what your personal why is, that defines how you work on and communicate your business why. So grow a soul with your work in life was my business why. And for a long time, my personal why was just make it work however you need to make it work, which meant that 
obviously the way that I did that was coaching and courses and things like that because that was the most obvious way to do it but then when I actually sat down and thought okay well what is important to me I kind of dug out that the first thing that came to mind was like I want to share ideas I want variety in my work I want to have space to explore life and have new ideas so when I worked all that out I realized that the how was maybe not entirely right so whereas like coaching and courses are important as part of that variety then maybe but maybe I need to make writing more of a focus and podcasting and content creation in order to really fulfill that sharing ideas part of what drives me so as I say this is something that I'm still really kind of working out and how it all fits together practically but I think that this year I've been way too focused on the business why and in providing value and service for others that I've lost myself in the process and without you and yourself and what you're getting out of it there's no life or soul there's no experimentation excitement difference uniqueness so to really hone in on what you want out of it what fulfills you is going to make you do the best work whatever the work ends up being okay the penultimate lesson is you need a life (laughs) so I've been asked the what's it all for question this year and haven't been able to answer it really I've gone all in on the business but really to the detriment of any kind of life outside of it so including the basics of just feeding myself, having a house that's not covered in laundry and dust and all that kind of things. I mean, there's been times where my treat for the day was having a shower because I've just been so tunnel visioned onto doing work for the business. So because the blog started out as my hobby and my passion project, it's really left a vacuum behind it from when it became my business that I haven't filled with anything else that makes up life and living. And although I've got sort of personal goals going forward about where we want our life to go, there's nothing in the here and now. And I have felt a lot of times this year that I've really been treading water and I'm just in this kind of limbo period before we've saved up enough money to buy a house or whatever. So yeah, realising that there has to be life in life and that there has to be something here and now that makes it all worth it. And so it's not just the the business itself and the pursuit of the success, whatever that means in the moment, it has to have something outside of it. So that's very much a resolution and intention for 2019 for me is to inject more living into the life okay and so finally our lesson I think we've got a nice round number of nine lessons today but there we go the last one is to tell yourself you're good and to celebrate your wins so I've been working through Susanna Conway's Unravel Your Year workbook, which I would highly recommend. But I did find it very difficult to think of and write down accomplishments or things that I was proud of or things that I'd embraced. Basically, I think of anything positive about myself, but obviously had lots of answers for challenges and things I was unhappy with and, and what had been big learnings and things for me. But I did get there in the end and actually realised how powerful it is to tell yourself that you're good at what you do. 
And what the workbook forced me to do was not only to write it down, but to write down the evidence that makes it objectively true that you're good at what you do. Because we can always twist things and say, well, it's not quite what I wanted it to be, or I'd hoped to do more. But when you have to write down the proof that you've achieved good stuff and you've done great work and that you're good, it makes it a lot harder to tell yourself those negative stories. So spend time telling yourself you're good at what you do and also celebrate your wins. And I know this is one that everybody says, but again, in Susanna's workbook, it was asked you to say how you celebrated things this year and I could only think of one thing and then all these other things that I were my accomplishments I hadn't celebrated at all other than maybe saying have lunch today or go and have a shower to celebrate and actually Dan and I had a celebration day in April so it was early on in the year to kind of celebrate the first quarter and we like went to stay and had an amazing dinner at Mission Star Restaurant and Actually, that's probably for both of us, well, definitely for both of us, is like the best day of the year in 2018. We both hold it in such high regard and have such great memories of it. It made me realise, God, imagine if we'd had loads of those. (laughs) Had loads of those this year. So it does make a difference. And I think that when we're working for ourselves, we, we should be the best boss we've ever had. Because otherwise, what's the point if you're not going out of your way to to pat yourself on the back and to celebrate and to give yourself a treat? Then, yeah, literally, what is the point? So that's our kind of nice end point of tell yourself that you're good and celebrate it and be nice to yourself, I think, (laughs) is the takeaway from that one. So, yes. Those are my lessons from 2018, the first full year of my business. Now, a quick note before we close about opportunities to work with me in 2019, because for one-to-one coaching, I am fully booked now until kind of May and June, as I'm taking on fewer individual clients this year. However, there are more accessible ways to invest in yourself in your business in the first quarter of 2019 which is coming up so campfire my content course starts at the end of january the new intake of my group coaching program make it real starts in february and in march smoke signals will be running again so all of these options are currently open for enrollment on my site so if this is the year that you want to really do it and that you've been thinking about things that you'd like to improve or develop on at this time of year then I'll put the links in the show notes and you can go and see if any of those are a good fit for you and I'd love to have you so all the links mentioned will be in the show notes at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and you can connect with me on instagram at simpleandseason I do share on stories where you're listening because I really love to see them and also put in there if you are sharing which of the lessons resonated with you the most because I think that would be really interesting to see how people relate to things differently and if you have a friend that you think would really benefit from this conversation please do send them the link to the episode and until next time I hope you grow a song